1: Betches Media presents
0: Ha ha, laugh, funny
1: Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast
0: We don't say
2: that, but now we said it
1: With Dylan Hafer
2: Hold oh, on, check me, boo
1: And Barry Rosenfeld
3: I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer
3: And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And... We are here with a very, very, very special, talented, gorgeous guest, fat Carrie Bradshaw himself. Wow. AKA Chris Burns. <laughs> but
2: Wow, that was such a nice introduction, Barry.
3: Is there any other word you would use to describe yourself that I missed? Wealthy. <laughs> I would say I would say rich.
1: Yeah, rich. very rich. Um guys, fun story. So you may know Chris, A.K.A. Fat carry from the Bachelor podcast. The feeling is virtual. All Things Betches video. Obviously, we know and love you, um, Chris. We have some experiences together because we did BravoCon together. That we I did. feel like.
3: Okay, we so we did hosted... BravoCon together.
1: <laughs> it was it was a it was a time. So we hosted the Summer House panels or parties, or whatever they wanted to call it. And we had an experience together with um, one Craig that oh <laughs> my like God! We, yes. we need
3: to share with the people. Oh, um, um, did you guys get a pillow? Uh,
2: we were offered pillows, but they never arrived. They Are never you serious?
3: serious?
1: Well, like, I don't know this. Craig was not sober, I would say, when he offered the yeah. pillows, so he probably forgot.
2: But Carl, <laughs> so Carl from Summer House was calling me Fat Carrie Um, and Craig thought, Craig all of a sudden starts yelling at Carl saying, don't call people that. And then um, Carl said, what? And then uh, Craig looked at me and was like, you're just Gary to me, man. And that's when I realized that Craig thought that my name was Gary and Carl was just calling me Fat Gary.
3: You know what the funniest part of this story is, is that you're at BravoCon, which is kind of like their their territory, and they were having a conversation just about you.
1: No, they were talking to me, like Carl was talking to me, and then- It was a hilarious moment, because it was like me and a couple of the other, like, Summer House people were all sitting- we were in the green room before this party, and Craig was just hanging out, and- we all knew, we like knew what was happening. And so we're just sitting there like, oh my God. I was like, he thinks my name is Gary. <laughs> and uh,
2: I was just being called Fat Gary as like an insult. <gasps> oh
3: my it God. Was,
2: that was, I, then we also did the, we saw Luann's cabaret closing yes, show.
1: We went to Luann's cabaret together. She was very late. I would say she was tardy for the party. She was tardy
2: um, for the party and the audience was not having it.
1: Um, well, that was a, an amazing experience. But we also, speaking of cabaret, Luann's brand new song dropped today. It could not be better timing. Um, Is that what we, we
3: want to call it? A song?
1: Oh. Um, maybe like a monologue with music.
3: <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah,
1: it sounds like a spoken word piece.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what? If that's how you can remember your words and lyrics and like get the point across, I'm all for it.
1: So it's Desmond Child featuring Countess Luann, but she's the old, he's like the producer. So she, it's her song. It, she's singing on the song. And like Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse. <laughs> the exact Amy, same. Amy Winehouse just rolled in her grave. <laughs> um, so it's Viva La Diva and she's been teasing it for a long time. I think the release got delayed because of COVID, but it starts with her just speaking in her countessy tone as she does. This song is like peak Luann it, feeling her fantasy as a cabaret star.
3: Yes. I told you guys Thank earlier, you. It, if you close your eyes, I can picture myself in like a smoky bar wearing like a boa and smoking a cigarette and just having Luann on a small stage, like performing this <laughs> in front of me. But like you know what, I'm proud of her. She just has so much fun, and like th- she takes this very seriously. And we see a lot of people not taking their side hustle seriously, and Luann <laughs> really goes for it. <laughs>
2: her side hustle is making Hers- songs called "Viva La Diva."
3: Oh wait, so guys, th- I always ask this because I'm I'm thinking you guys can um, help me. When she sings the "Viva La Diva," Viva what song does it? What song are you hearing? It's it's a so- Dylan you know what song is it like I it was on the tip of my tongue and I was like this is another song that I'm I'm hearing like an oldie song but I can't put my finger on it
2: I've only listened to it once how many times have you listened
1: to it it came out
2: this well, morning
3: I, I mean same Chris I listened I, li- I listened a, to it one time
1: <laughs> I listened to it maybe thrice I would say it's a very like Diana Ross kind of vibe yes, not I'm like, not I'm not comparing Luann to Diana Ross, but I think that's kind of the <laughs> vibe she was going for, or Desmond was. Oh, but the part in the every song of hers has like a little breakdown where she just starts like calling out things. And in this song, she goes, these jewels, they're mine. These shoes, Jimmy Choo. This faux fur, it's cruelty free. free <laughs> just like me. That's
2: my friend. <laughs> my friend that's a comedian, his name is Jay Malsky, he just did a song and it's like, or not a song, but he posted it was like all the housewives' songs. And ironically, literally, that's he's literally just like, things, things, I'm listing things, shoes, I like shoes. And then the chorus is literally like, Jimmy, choose.
1: <laughs> and it's literally yeah. the exact.
2: Really?
3: Same. Yeah. That's re- very funny.
1: It reminds and- me, it's like in Chic Say when she's like, Jill, your jewelry. Kelly, you're Jolly Beans. <laughs> just, na- just name some shit. <laughs> oh,
0: jelly Beans. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale... Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com/mia. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove.
1: Um, so we have an episode of Roni to talk about, and that ties in perfectly with Countess Luann because we are back on the cabaret grind with her. But first, we're wrapping up the Mexico trip, and Ramona just cannot help herself. And she sends a group text we find out later to everyone but Leah. And it's an article that she found, cause she was Googling, cause she loves to Google, about what makes people angry. And she's sending this, to send a message to Dorinda. And <laughs> God,
3: Ramona, what, what have you done, Ramona? She's just like, I'm sorry sending a text is one thing sending a text to someone while you're on the same trip with them where you're going to see them in five minutes is a whole other situation (laughs) like get some balls and say it to her face so i'm sorry usually i don't like the way dorinda like fires back but this was absolutely worth it like she came back because all she kept saying throughout the episode all you got to do is google ramona and like articles upon articles just come up and she sent like five articles back yeah Listing all
2: of the other housewives that Ramona has gotten into fights with.
1: I love that they couldn't say housewives on camera. So she goes, my friend Margaret Josephs, Vicky, my friend Giselle. And it's (laughs) like, we know who these people are.
3: (laughs) I also don't understand what Ramona's exact point was. Like, what was she getting? Like, what was she doing to try to get like sometimes she wants to get a rise out of Dorinda like she does it on purpose um, what did she think what she was going to do
2: I think that she Ramona is starting to like this is going to sound awful but like show her age a little bit like she was doing things that reminded me of like the way that my parents my mom's friends would deal with things
3: oh absolutely and
2: it's and also Ramona pooping in her robe and just what the fuck
1: was that I I don't understand Ramona's the cognitive dissonance between how upset she gets with Leah talking about anything sexual anything honestly like basically anything at all and then she's literally like I pooped in my robe can you believe it and it's like that's not cute either. Like she
3: literally didn't like. I'd rather hear pooping. about Leah's.
1: I'd rather hear about Leah's vagina than Ramona pooping in her robe.
3: Well, also, yeah, d- yeah, yeah.
1: And Ramona knows not one thing about wine,
2: but then constantly acts like she knows about wine, and it makes me insane. Like the episode before the last one, she's like, um, "Oh, what do we have tonight? Is there a? Um, do we have a uh, Cabernet?" And I'm like, "Okay, so." You don't she, know anything. And then getting mad because he, the bottle was too old. I love that Sonya was oh like, God. okay, I'll take the 1963, I you s- take the 2020. The 2020 so like like has
3: called her out like very nicely this season because I think she's getting starting to get sick of her shit. But also, going back to the, the text really quick, when Luann came in and the fact that she had to ask Ram- Ramona if she did this on purpose, if it was an accident, means... And, like that's not cool that you didn't you weren't doing something to get a point across like luann literally thought you sent that text by accident not like to get durinda's attention and ramona was like no i I did it i sent it on purpose then she like hid in her bed waiting
1: (laughs) i also think it's it's frustrating that ramona and sonia are kind of then mad at luann for not taking their side in this whole thing because it's like okay luann is perfectly capable of calling Dorinda on her shit, but that doesn't mean she has to agree with you sending a passive aggressive article in a group text while you're all on a vacation together. Like being having similar views to someone is not the same thing as just blindly agreeing with everything they yeah. do. Well, Sonia and Ramona in general, when they're... Have you ever
2: seen, like, America's Funniest Home Videos when there's, like, twins that share a bedroom and they'll show, like, the security cam of, like, the two-year-old twins that are, like, (laughs) supposed to be sleeping and they're, like, having a pillow fight or something? That's what I feel like I'm watching when we leave Sonia and Ramona in a room together. It's just, like, two children, like... (laughs) bouncing ideas off of each other that make no sense. Like, I, I just... Sonia, God bless her. I love her. She's obviously a staple, but she really adds nothing to the mix when it comes to
3: <laughs> Yeah, but she, like, sits with her glasses on, and anytime someone comes in, she always goes, oh, here we go. And that's, like, my favorite part of every episode <laughs> now. <laughs> She's like, stands to the side, she goes, here we go. But when Ramona and Dorinda, when Dorinda came and, like, came... To her first of all those pants looked like they were 30 pounds so I was like that beating is honey oh my god I like when they were bickering and going at each other and digging and I was like this is like a middle school fight of two like little girls just like going after each other however I don't agree that Dorinda twice put her hands on like Ramona's shoulder I was like eek like I knew she wasn't gonna do anything but I was like don't touch the part like don't do that but they were kept like they kept mo- like Dorinda does this whole new mocking thing and she's like, oh, really? Oh, okay. You do? Oh, okay. And I'm just like, ooh, that's like spicy.
1: <laughs> also, I don't understand the idea that Ramona would be jealous of Dorinda. I don't think that's true. No, I don't get that either. I also didn't get when she said that,
2: of course, uh, Luann wants Dorinda in her good graces because she gives her things. She, she <laughs> gave her Giovanni. I'm like, what? She gave her... She told her a designer existed. That's why she...
1: I- Yeah, I don't know. I don't all of a sudden get this idea that everyone knows Dorinda has all these perks and everyone wants to be buddy-buddy with Dorinda. It's like, has that ever been a thing? She doesn't even have the dry-cleaning hookup anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And when she did, I don't think anybody really got their clothes dry-cleaned from John. Not that I can (laughs) recall.
2: Yeah, I don't... Um, Dorinda does not strike me as the type to, um... Hook it up. What are you going to get from her?
3: Okay, so he lives in the, the same
2: neighborhood as Barry. For God's sake!
3: Hey, it's a great place.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author, and I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer.
1: Okay, so at the dinner, Leah finds out that she was not on this group text. What would you guys, would you guys want to be on the group text or would you want to steer clear of the drama?
3: I wouldn't want to be in the group chat for the, to be involved in the drama, but that was a very, um, that move was done on purpose where Ramona didn't include Leah. Like if you're, they should have a group chat for the trip in general. So a new one shouldn't have been made and that was a dig and that was a typical Ramona disgusting move. So
2: Yeah. I do understand like obviously those three women have known each other for like 12 years or something like that. And they've known Leah for like less than a year. So I do understand Um, obviously they have a different bond and we'll have like a different group chat. But I think Ramona is just like a terrible nightmare shrew and that she was doing that um, on purpose.
1: Right. It's like they shouldn't have been having that conversation like that anyway. So then if you're going to put it in the text, just put it in the
3: text with everyone. Also, just text Dorinda. Why are you making that a group chat?
1: Also, don't do it while you're still on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) So So many opportunities for this to go a different way and it just didn't. She um,
3: also has, um, like, Google anger to, like, confirm her thought. And also, like, you had to Google that. You didn't, like, know what set someone off.
2: Well, it's it, that's what I'm saying. She's It's like she's learning about the internet for the first time. She's like, I Googled Leah, and she has a disorder called bipolar.
1: And that means that she takes pills. And it's like... The only reason she had something to say about the meds is because she, like, Googled what meds bipolar people take.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then meanwhile, Sonia's like, my diuretics make me crazy and have the exact same symptoms of taking too much Xanax and drinking.
3: She's like, I threw them right in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so then... Um, We also see, because there were so many... Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
3: There were so many side conversations throughout this episode. It was like a mini therapy session. So on the trip we also see Luann and Dorinda again having a conversation that to me is just going in circles. I feel like they need to have another approach with Dorinda. These conversations as sober and as calm as they start they just like don't end the way Luann wants them to. And I kind of feel bad and I kind of want to let her know that like as a friend this isn't working. What are your thoughts?
2: I think Dorinda I I don't think Dorinda can be um spoken to right now.
3: Okay. <laughs> like I, would, I, think I think Dorinda
2: needs like literally to see a therapist. Like she, clearly she's like very angry. I if I would I think they're kind of between a rock and a hard place cuz they can't distance themselves from her while that she figures this out because of the show. So I think like yeah. I don't know what else they can do. I...
1: I think Dorinda really needs someone to put her in her place. But at this point, she, Leah is too new. She's afraid of Dorinda. She doesn't want to be that person, which I understand. And the other women have too much baggage with Dorinda and Dorinda. So Dorinda feels like she has leverage to not listen to their opinion because anytime, anytime Luann's like, Dorinda, you should think about this. Dorinda can just be like, well, you went to jail. Anytime... Ramona does it it's like you did this thing and so I I agree that she probably needs therapy or at the very least some kind of like outside person who she actually respects to be like look this isn't good this happens over and over again and it needs to be an environment where doesn't feel attacked and that she can just automatically throw it back in that person's face and I don't Unfortunately, I don't think anyone in the cast at this point is really the right person to do that. Maybe yeah. Bethany could have been that person. I don't know. <gasps> oh,
3: I thought that you were going to say it. Barry, and I was like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, Barry, you go do
1: it. You said I've turned his phone number. If you want me to give it to you,
3: maybe we can have a group chat. Okay, <laughs> wait, wait, can, have can we
2: can we talk about Ramona? <laughs> at therapy
3: well speaking of therapy yeah
2: okay number one that therapist hello honey if you're listening slide into my dms at gary bradshaw um sorry ramona's already trying to
1: flirt with him so you that was so
2: cringe worthy was ramona being like of course i have i men love me women love me i have a perfect body everything's great and like i'm like what are you doing and even he's like well, I guess just keep doing what you're doing because you sound
3: fine. And I'm like, she's so delusional. Watching Ramona flirt with anyone is like, like makes me want to vomit.
1: Also, good God, lady, stop using the word coquettish. You're 63 (laughs) years old. You're, you're just, you just love to flirt. Don't be like, but well, you know, I get around all these men, and then I'm acting coquettish. They just love my energy, and I don't look like it's my just, perfect like, nobody, body. Nobody cares. What does coquettish mean? Like it's like like you're bashful, being, like right, like bashful, like you're yeah, like that little like look in her eyes that she gets when she like she like sees a prize and she wants to win it, and she's like <laughs>
3: like giggling. Let's not bring up Ramona's eyes.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Um, But it's, yeah, I mean, the therapy thing, it just feels so self-gratifying because she literally is bragging about herself for five minutes. And then the therapist is basically like, yep, sounds like you're doing so much better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that therapist, like, I couldn't. When she's like, Kaddish, and then she sits there and, like, gives him eyes for, like, a full minute. And he's like, okay,
1: um... Mhm. Uh, <laughs> she's, like, she's like, don't you think it sounds like I have my shit really together right now? And he's like, mhm. And I love. She's like, I'm more than a
2: perfect body, and I want people to know me as more than this perfect body. And I'm like, I think one of her do, friends.
3: Ramona. One of her friends probably went to the therapist, texted her, and was like, Ramona, my therapist is really hot. Like, you should go see if you can like get. And oh, like 100%. that's what I'm envisioning happened. Yeah. It's the um, it's the
1: epitome no. of housewives therapy where they go no more than two times and have an extreme breakthrough and then they never have to go again. Like in
2: Potomac when Charisse was going for that season and she like would only talk about it constantly for
1: that one season. Yeah, there have been many, many housewife therapy sessions that get wrapped up a little too neatly for any real life context. Um, So then Luanne has her rehearsal that Sonya uh, doesn't show up to Intentionally, intentionally doesn't show up to. Do
3: you think that she actually didn't know that she knew about it and didn't show, or she didn't know?
2: She said, oh. I didn't think I had to go, I thought it was gonna be oh, improv
3: prior. She that in that conversation, she was like, I didn't know about this rehearsal, you didn't tell me about it.
1: I think she didn't remember being told about it, okay, or that she that she was told about it and never really planned on going. I don't think she actually was never told. Yeah. The whole thing is like. Having done, like I grew up doing theater. I went to school doing theater. i performed a lot. The idea of thinking that you don't need to go to a rehearsal because you're quote unquote impromptu <laughs> is so absurd. And she's like, in her confessional, she is so indignant. She's like, I don't need to go to a rehearsal. I don't rehearse. And it's like, it's one rehearsal. You're not, you not there nine. Yeah, no, you don't know, rehearse four week rehearsal process. Out. It's like a run through. <laughs>
3: Luann is so funny too because she's like, No, there's a whole script right here. Like she is so like calm about it and she's like, We'll just go over it like next time I see you. Like she just wants her show to be great. Even she was like, Sonia, and then she's like, Oh no, Sonia Rita. I should say Sonia Rita. And I was like, Yes, Luann.
1: <laughs> Sonia thinks that just because she was asked to be in the show means that Luann just wants her to show up and do whatever. Whereas like, no, you're being asked to be in a show that's gonna be a specific thing that yeah. you're being, that you're doing. That was um, something
2: else. I mean, those rehearsals, I just, and then the, the the director that's like, I wish I could come. I have my Fire Island <laughs> winter hangout. I'm like, how did this make the show? This, oh, this made the edit, for God's sake.
3: He also left during um, the rehearsal, but um, <clears throat> we also see a really sweet moment with Leah and Bunny who is her mother. And I liked this real conversation that they had because Leah did call her out on being told that she doesn't like her. Like she, her sister told her that her mother didn't like her. And I kind of got where her mom was coming from. She was like, I might not like you some days. That doesn't mean I don't love you. That's like typical mother sentence. Like I feel like all my parents say that. I don't like you, but I love you.
1: <laughs> I still think it's kind of fucked up to say that to your other daughter about.
3: Correct. Your daughter. Correct. I, I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> Do you guys want to go to that spa when it <coughs> opens like when we're allowed to? No, thank you. Wait, what oh. spa?
2: That weird underground spa. Oh, the the um the bathhouse house? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I've been to like the Israeli one.
3: Those are ins- they're insane. That they- you get like very very intoxicated when you go.
1: I think it's going to be like 2026 before I feel comfortable in that space.
3: Going to a bathhouse.
1: (laughs) It doesn't look the cleanest. Oh, it
2: probably isn't. No, I can't imagine. They're probably open and running illegally as we see. It's
3: authentic. It's authentic. Um,
1: So then we finish off the episode at Sonia's Century 21 launch party, which uh, good for her. She finally got it off the ground. I feel like she's talking a little bit She's blowing a little bit of smoke up her own ass by being like, "I finally made it," because it's like, okay, yes. like, clothes are in the store, but like, you're not selling a billion dollars worth of inventory.
3: And they also yeah. said it was a collab, which means like she's not in no. the store. For
1: those of you that don't live in
2: New York, Century Twenty One is like a Kmart. <laughs>
3: For that's where I started our... that's where I started my career, Chris.
1: It's like an upscale. I would say it's like an upscale It's an off CJ price Max. design
3: it's an off price designer department store. That's exactly what it is. So it's it's, it's it like it's like, off-price it's like an off price
1: Zara. It's like Zara it's
2: Zara, which is already an off price designer store.
3: <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's a, a major Zara. It's a major tourist spot. So um it's a small like family owned department store only in like the tri-state area. That's why a lot of you might not know what it is. But I personally was smiling watching Sonia give her speech. She really was like glowing. I was
2: proud of Sonia for, I mean, this is a big deal. And I worked on Wall Street um, when she was going in Century 21. And I remember seeing all of her cardboard cutouts in the windows. And I'm like, (laughs) good for Sonia.
3: Guys, has there There been an episode where the toaster wasn't in it, though? It has, like, a cameo in every episode.
2: Oh, my God. I do love that she can, like, laugh about that. Um, Also, Ramona's phone going off at that. The poor guy, the, like, the manager, or whatever he is at Century 21, that's like, what's going on (laughs) during her
1: speech? And, Chris, you tweeted about this, which I was dying laughing at. When Ramona is talking to the bartender, I would say... All the time. the bartender, and she's saying that she wants an, a glass full to the top with ice with- One shot of pe- vodka. Shot of vodka, Pellegrino, and a And then a I lime squeeze,
2: and then I go and I squeeze. Sometimes I do two limes, sometimes I do three. And I'm like, it's a vodka soda,
1: Ramona.
3: She, uh, right, says, a vodka soda. In the
1: Hamptons, they call that the Ramona.
3: <laughs> Let me know where though, like which Hamptons does that. Just I feel me. like it's like
1: one specific bar that she goes to it all is the time. not, not even speci- a
3: bar. One bartender. that One
1: bartender who's like, haha, the Ramona. That's 100% what that is. And she thinks, she thinks that that bartender wants to fuck her, but he is definitely gay. She's literally standing behind the bar at
2: Sonia's thing. Like when she's talking to that bartender, she's behind the bar
1: yelling about this shape of the ice cubes and stuff. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, is oh is next week the season finale? It's not, right? No, I Beverly can't. Hills finale is next.
3: No. Week. Oh God, I can't. With they both cannot of these do shows. that to us. Yeah, they cannot um, end both.
2: But is it because I think the reunions are happening at the same time?
1: Like I think they're weeks. probably like there's probably like two or three weeks left on New York. Um. So really quickly, we just need to mention Million Dollar Listing LA this week we saw uh, an old house that brought back one or two memories. I wouldn't say a lot of memories. Um, <laughs> Car- Carlton Jebia's weird medieval mansion was for sale, but we didn't get to see Carlton. What the fuck, Bravo?
3: Yeah, I could totally picture her like being like, fuck that, I'm not coming on the show. But
2: see, that's interesting to me is why would she then agree? I don't her know. husband
3: because it was her husband.
2: Well, why would her husband want to be on? Yeah, I um, don't
3: know. It reminded—I
1: thought it was going to be a situation like last season of Below Deck when they had Alexis Bellino on a charter, and it was like food for my soul. I was so so excited to see her making out with her new younger man, and we didn't even get a cameo from Carlton. It was—I felt like. I was left with, like, blue balls for million-dollar listing this week.
3: Oh, my God. That is quite the, um, like, comparison. Yeah, but honestly, her house is so insane, and it's very specific. It's an actual castle. Like, it's, Did she it's still a have a
2: sex dungeon in the downstairs?
3: They didn't show that, but they have four Juliet, um what are they called? Balconies. Balconies, like, overlooking, like, the main living room. So, like... It's so, it's so beautiful. It really is. And it is up. I remember, so I didn't dungeon-y, watch, but
2: I didn't watch beautiful. Million Dollar Listing or I didn't see that episode, but I remember her house and I remember hating her house. Oh, it's, it's heinous. It's so ugly. When the cat falls, remember when her cat falls off one of the balconies?
3: <laughs> I don't remember Please. that. I definitely don't think her house is heinous. I just think it's very specific, like specific.
2: It's like the, the fucking Versace house in Selling Sunset. Yes.
3: yes it is but um that was that and for carlton and like maybe we'll like i don't they moved to florida though so we found it out so we can't even see her on real houses of miami because that doesn't exist so we'll never see carlton again literally
2: the first woman that had sex with brandy glanville oh my god
1: stop it (laughs) okay so chris every episode at the end very quickly we name who our number one bravo lab in the group is so it can be your favorite person from from the show we talked about so probably from real hustlers in new york um so who is your number one bravo lab in the group my number one bravo lab so i posted
2: in my story when leah posted a picture of her and luann i put it in my story and said i'm gonna tell my kids this is um sarah paulson and Holland Taylor. And then Leah responded to it, "Oh my god, LOL," and then reshared it. And so now I love Leah more than ever because she got that reference and thought it
3: was funny. Love that. Barry. We do love Leah in this group. Um my bravo love this week is definitely going to Josh Altman because he did a negotiation this mm. week that I was like blown away by, not really though because he's that's his job and he's ridiculous at it, but he made a call, came back, told his buyer, whatever, that it was a different price. And the buyer came back with the price that he wanted. It was just very cool to see in real life and it happening. So it's going to the talented Josh Altman.
1: OK, and I'm going to go with Luann. Congrats on your new song. Viva La Diva, <laughs> indeed. Uh, long <laughs> live, In the stores now. Long live the <laughs> Countess.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, and so when you listen us. to this episode, they can listen to Luann's song on Spotify as well.
1: Of course. Thank you guys so Thanks much for having here. me. Viva La From Diva. Anytime we'll talk housewives and whatever else. With love. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Bravo by Betches, and join our Facebook group. Thanks, guys.
3: Betches.